So hi guys, Ash here for the Goddess and Blues and welcome to the latest edition of the Goddess and Blues Supporters Club Ireland podcast. And yet again, our weekend has been ruined by oh, Everton Football Club. I am fuming and very much worried at the same time. Everton literally got destroyed yesterday afternoon by a Fulham side that before yesterday, let's think about this, had lost its last four or at least Five games on the bounce. There was, I think, a lot of, maybe there's a little bit of high confidence going into this game. Everton, we think about it, were supposedly fighting for relegation, fighting for our lives. And Fulham, who to their credit, are well overachieved in what they've done this season. Still a possibility that they couldn't make Europe. But themselves are probably saying to themselves we're safe as houses guys we've no worries about relegation and nothing really to play for etc 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 and in truth it was like it was the other way around and we looked like we were on the beach with our sandals on and enjoying some pina coladas running around in a pair of shorts the start i will say was promising then we defended bad for the first goal we rallied a bit we got a brilliant equaliser through mcneil and then at the start of the second half, started again. The crowd were all up for it. And then we fell back to the normal routine, blew it. We didn't learn from the mistakes of the first goal and full of scored again. And from that moment on, the players decided we don't give a bollocks and gave up. And once the third goal was added, I turned it off. Just, I was feeling sick. And I've actually no idea how he played from that moment on. But from what I can gather, it wasn't very much. The lineup confused everyone. We firstly noticed Onana was not there. He was playing Mope through the front line. It looked like a 4-4-2. And we're thinking, where's Dominic Carver-Lewin? Now, I said in the quick preview that I did on the Facebook page yesterday that I wasn't expecting Dominic Carver-Lewin to start. Because it will be Morphy's Law. He starts a game, he'll get injured, and we won't see him again until 2032. But I was at least expecting to see him on the bench. But he wasn't there. It was just so confusing. Now we knew about Seamus Coleman. Because he picked up the injury against Manchester United. So the question was what was going to happen in that respect. Who was going to play at right back. So going back to Dominic Carver-Loon. The mysterious DCL saga just goes on and on and on. For me it was strange that we started Ellis Sims. In, in games like, well, to put it this way, I would expect this this kind of a game would be better for uh, LSMs to be better at. Instead of playing him in the derby, where you threw him in at the deep end, throwing him in at the deep end against Manchester United. You know, they, for me, that was there, even though I might have said at the time, you should have started him, because we don't have many other options. But Mope has just proven time and time again that he's just, he can't cut the mustard and that's just it. Um, but these type of games are more for him. Because when you look at it, we, we, we pretty much played a long ball the whole of the, the game, at least of the bits that I saw. And that's giving long balls to the likes of Gray and Mope. And especially Mope are like only five foot something. They were not going to get anything that way, especially when the, the two centre-backs of Fulham are big, tall guys. So Sims is big, he's quick, as well as tall. He will be in a better option for me to play in this game. Now, to be fair, Neil Mopey had two big chances 
the first would have been offside anyway. A flick, I think it was a flick on header by Tarkowski, and he, he definitely was in an offside position, so it would have been ruled out. But he wouldn't have known that at the time, and he headed it from such a close range right at the keeper. He shouldn't have missed that. The second one there was a brilliant give and go. I think it was McNeil. And all he had to do when he received the ball was just blast, blast the bloody thing in the back of the net. But he decided no. And for some damn reason, he took an extra touch, which completely destroyed the chance and tried to some way lift it over the keeper. But two chances like that he was in. And any decent player will be putting them away. End of. No excuses. And this team now has seven games left this season to save their arses. And from my point of view, because it's at home, this should have been the easiest of the of the whole lot. Again, no disrespect to Fulham. And the team just bottled it. And as I said, I turned the game off and in fa- at the third goal. And in fact, I actually turned it off even before I saw the third goal because on the WhatsApp page, it came up from... Won the guys game. Oh, here we go again. So I knew that we had we had uh, we conceded the third goal, and at the same time, when I went to turn off the notifications and turn off the match, I saw then that Tom Davies was brought on pretty much straight after. So I said enough of this, I, and just turned it off as I said before. The goal was even even mentioned, um, and even before my stream, as I said, kind of I had just enough of that point watching this bunch of overpaid, overhyped shower of toss pots. That's the 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 cleanest word I can come up with I can come up with a lot lot worse the funny thing is when we were turning the ball over we actually looked good at times especially when Dyche he he, he there was one thing like Dyche is at fault yesterday in some ways but what I did notice was he knew things were going wrong he changed the tactics switched Gray to the left McNeil went out to the right and brought Awobi in more central and we definitely did a loop uh a better job and obviously getting the equaliser at that time so it, we definitely did make us work harder but still you know to give Fulham just like they just put you know the way I look at it is they got three goals yesterday they were in their slippers they barely got out of second gear and they still absolutely raked us off the park then a few results have obviously gone not the way we want to so we are firmly right back in the shit again we Palace next, next, and they're on a bit of a run now. They won again. I think that's three or four games in a row. Uh, so we're not going to get anything there for all the tea in China. And then we have Newcastle. The barcodes come to Goodison Park, and I, <laughs> I'm sick and tired. I, I, I can just see it. The golden boy will get his first goal uh, for Newcastle against his former club. You can just see it. Um, I know they didn't have a great result yesterday. That's probably a hope. Hopefully, the next game they'll get beaten again. Because I think we don't want any sort of a form of Newcastle coming to Goodison Park. And I just don't know whether we can get anything from that. And then we have the Leicester, Leicester City game. And I think it's into a scenario now where we are not depending on the results. Uh, I know Southampton have been hit and miss over the last number of games. But I... If I put my hands on heart, I think Southampton are down. I think they will lose a lot more points than the rest of us will. And then it's between ourselves, Nottingham Forest and Leicester City. Leeds may come back into it. But if I'm correct in saying I think Leeds play Liverpool on Monday. And I I wouldn't put it past them to actually go 
and beat Liverpool on Ellen Road. I would not put it past them. You know, Leeds, if they want to, they, they've got decent players. Liverpool are, not, are on the, the best road, even though they did give Arsenal a good game last weekend. But I can actually see, I could see Leeds doing it. Um, I just have to hope that Manchester United do a job on Nottingham Forest. I think they're playing today. Sunday, so I hope that becomes you know. I don't want Manchester United slipping up now. Obviously, uh, Man City did their job on Leicester yesterday, so I really do believe screw our results, it's all going to be depend on whatever results that we get in our remaining seven games. It all means that, regardless of the results, Nottingham Forest and Leicester have to get the worst result each time because. I can actually see us now, I, I don't know the goal difference that's keeping us just above Nottingham Forest at the moment, but the heads are dropped again. Some people are going as far as to say that the Sean Dyche um, kind of bubble is now gone. Maybe that is so, I do not know. Um, the only positive I can put on the game yesterday, well, uh, apart from McNeil, I thought McNeil did really well, but he obviously didn't have any help. He did well to make that turn to get the into the box and get the equaliser um, it was a very very cool and tidy finish James Garner um, I thought had a decent game um, the one thing that did worry about me and I'm hoping it's just a couple of times when there was times where tackles should have been made he kind of pulled out of them and one particularly now may, some people say he did the right thing some people say he did the wrong thing maybe he should have taken it for the team and see what happens but uh, what led up to the First goal was when the the ball came off the post by Harry Wilson's shot. Uh, I don't know who it was, but he went in to try and steal the ball back. But he kind of put his arm, his hands up, and took a step back, and kind of didn't kind of pulled out of the tackle, which meant that the ball then ends up coming out to wherever it was, and then lays it off to Harrison Reed, and he puts it in the back of the net. Um, Nathan Patterson. Didn't look too great, I have to say, when he came on. But obviously, you have to give him game time. Um, before the game, uh, next the the game against Palace, you nearly you nearly want to be seen if the, the boys can actually turn around and actually get uh, two behind closed doors, especially for the guys who are coming back from injury. Get two behind the doors closed games and at Finch Farm, because if I see the Palace game and no Dominic Calvert-Lewin again you may as well just rip up his contract and say look just go where you want um, because we've needed him a long long time ago the club to this moment and I'm sick and tired saying it the club has never come out and properly said what the hell is wrong with Dominic Carvalhoon. We all want to be able to say, okay, especially with you know there's rumors of mental health and all that kind of stuff. And mental health is very, very important. We all know that. But I think if the club came out and says that it's now obviously maybe Dominic Carvalhoon and his family doesn't want that to happen. But if there's a situation where there's mental health issues, we can all then understand, we can all understand what the hell is going on and we can give him the support that he needs to get him back and get him back to the level that he was before he picked up the the big injury that kept him out. For, for long periods but when you go back to the press conference when he was asked again about Dominic Carvalhoon he pretty much made it clear more or less saying he may not start the game but he'll definitely be on the bench and then you see what happened has he had another upset has he had another knockback 
it's really really annoying and we are seriously we mo as far as i'm concerned i think it was um uh baz on toffee tv yesterday in his match reaction as far as he's no actually it wasn't it was yeah it was baz he turned around and said end of story end of story uh, from from this moment on, unless Dominic Carvalho is ready to play and able to play, it should be uh, Ellis Sims up front for the remainder of the season because uh, Neil Mope just is not up to it. And like, can you imagine if the worst comes to the worst, if we go down and this whole thing a point of the the, uh, the FFP situation that it seems to have gone quiet on, if that comes in and we get a transfer embargo. That's what we're going to be left with because what'll happen is Dominic Cavalier won't stay in the championship if he re if he wants to be continue playing football and he wants to play football and he wants to get a mark to, to try and keep him in the England setup. He's not going to want to be playing in the championship, so that'd be him walking away. Um, it could be a situation where the contract just gets ripped up because he's not able, and then he goes on and joins somebody on a free, and you you know what happens there. We've done that in the past. Um, Oh, he did have a good game yesterday, a former blue, uh, Anthony Robinson. <laughs> he said he did have a good game and it didn't give ourselves any credit when uh, the, the chap that used to play for Chelsea, uh, for Chelsea, I can't think of his name now, on that left-hand side yesterday, he ran rings around uh, Ben Godfrey and at 35 years of age, that man still has p uh, pace to burn and he really did give them a great job yesterday. Um, but yeah, uh, so finished 3-1, horrible, horrible game. When I woke up, switched on the data, looked at the phone, and I was expecting to see 4 or 5-1, I really was, and I was just shocked that it still was 3-1. Um, so I don't know whether the likes of Jordan Pickford kept us in the game, I don't know whether we had other chances to equalise or to get back in the game, I don't know. You guys can tell me that the next time I see you. But next to all obviously is Crystal Palace and it's just it's a desperate, desperate, desperate time. And it's a horrible factor to go under. Um the radar trying to make sure that we stay above that dreaded seventeenth uh, spot. And worse. Um another great thing to see yesterday was obviously the the minute silence for the remembering the ninety seven from the, the Hillsborough disaster. That was that was lovely to see. Um, and I would imagine um Liverpool themselves will do their own thing. Uh, maybe that something will happen at the the Leeds game on Monday. Um, yeah, and yeah, I I leave it there, guys, because it's just the more I talk about it, it's it's getting me more fuming and fuming and fuming as time goes on. It's just a uh, oh, I don't know what way to to, to look at it. If I'm, if I'm pretty honest, uh, we leave it there, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, give the podcast a like a thumbs up as they say click on the bell if you want to hear more and look back on the previous episodes we're over 200 episodes in so thanks very much guys for tuning in as always and hopefully i'll see you and talk to you again uh, very very soon stay blue if you can